Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome to TLS Voices, an occasional series of readings brought to you by the Times Literary Supplement. I'm Mika Ross-Southall. You that can look through heaven and tell the stars, observe their kind conjunctions and their wars, find out new lights and give them where you please, to those men honours, pleasures, to those ease, you that are God's surveyors and can show how far and when and why the wind doth blow, know all the charges of the dreadful thunder and when it will shoot over or fall under, tell me, by all your art, I conjure ye. Yes, and by truth, what shall become of me? In the middle of the 17th century, civil war broke out in England, and one of its side effects was the closure of London's theatres. The Puritan edict that did for such unseemly diversions in 1642 was strengthened five years later by orders declaring actors to be rogues and vagabonds and threatening any who attempted to put on plays illegally with imprisonment. Not coincidentally, that same year, 1647, saw the publication of a collection of plays with strong royalist associations. The Comedies and Tragedies, as the title page had it, written by the celebrated literary double act of Francis Beaumont and John Fletcher. This was one way in which the culture of the pre-Civil War theatre sought to survive, as it were, in print and present itself in a highly favourable light. Looking at the title page of that folio volume in 1647, the reader would be sure to note that Beaumont and Fletcher were gentlemen. Most of the 34 plays that followed had been acted by the King's men, for whom Fletcher had succeeded Shakespeare as the in-house playwright. There was also a mask, that most courtly of dramatic genres, and an array of 37 commendatory poems by poets such as Ben Jonson, Richard Lovelace and Robert Herrick. And the fact that the comedies and tragedies of Beaumont and Fletcher was a folio volume was in itself a kind of critical statement, aligning this collection with the earlier, comparably grand folio works of Ben Jonson and William Shakespeare. Beaumont was a rather shadowy figure, as he has remained, but as the 17th century went on, the debate about who was the greatest of the other three figures continued. 
Was it the supposedly more artful Johnson, or the more natural Shakespeare, whatever that means? Or was it Fletcher, who was seen as the most courtly and elegant of the three? Sir John Denham influentially described in his commendatory poem of 1647 how the distinctive qualities of Johnson and Shakespeare combined in the work of the younger playwright. When Johnson, Shakespeare and thyself did sit and swayed in the triumvirate of wit, yet what from Johnson's oil and sweat did flow or what more easy nature did bestow on Shakespeare's gentler muse, in thee, full grown, their graces both appear. Yet so that none can say, here nature ends and art begins, but mixed like the elements and born like twins, so interweaved, so like, so much the same, none can this mere nature, that mere art, can name. What's happened in more recent times is a well-known story. Shakespeare has become the national playwright, his birthplace a tourist attraction, his plays subject to intensive interest at every level, from schools to universities, from summary amateur productions in English gardens to rewrites and film adaptations. By comparison, Johnson and Fletcher, let alone Beaumont, barely get a look in. This is an odd situation, not least because it misrepresents how the Jacobean theatre worked as a whole. Playwrights did not work in absolute isolation from one another, but frequently wrote together, revised one another's plays, responded to one another's innovations. Fletcher worked with Beaumont, yes, but Shakespeare too, as well as Philip Massinger, the star actor Nathaniel Field and others. Then there are the continental influences, meaning mainly Spanish drama and fiction in Fletcher's case, and the theatrical archetypes, the stock of generic situations and characters for dramatists to draw on. All this goes some way to explaining a special quality of Jacobean drama that Fletcher and his collaborators could perhaps take for granted. It's an echo chamber in which allusions to earlier plays would have been easily caught, and the audience's expectations could be raised only to be cunningly subverted. In total, there are some 50-odd plays in what's now called the Fletcher Canon, and it's an impressive varied body of work, taking in not only tragedies and comedies, but a characteristic line in tragicomedies, as well as farce, and a notoriously censored political play, John Van Olden Barnevelt. In the murkier corners of this canon, it remains unclear who wrote what, but in general terms, Fletcher's is the defining presence. Much of this was fascinatingly debated at Canterbury Christ Church University at the end of June 2015, in the course of a conference that showed the sheer range not only of Fletcher's plays, but also how they can be read, as commentaries on colonialism or relationships between the sexes or the youth culture of the time, as officially loyal to the crown, yet disquietingly concerned with tyrannicide. Relatively speaking, modern theatre audiences have had few opportunities to see what works now on stage and what doesn't. But some of Fletcher's work does appear on stage from time to time because he and Shakespeare collaborated on All Is True, or Henry VIII, and The Two Noble Kinsmen. Much to their credit, the Royal Shakespeare Company revived The Island Princess in 2002, a blissfully funny Jacobean swashbuckler in the eyes of one critic. 
The following year, the same company produced The Tamer Tamed, Fletcher's comic and in some ways startlingly feminist response and quasi-sequel to The Taming of the Shrew. Those who suspect that more of Fletcher's work deserves to be revived are spoilt for choice. How about the cynical Maid's Tragedy or farcical Nightwalkers? The Chances, a comedy popular in the 18th century and later in a revival by Laurence Olivier, or The Sea Voyage, a tragicomedy that puts an entertaining twist on The Tempest. And that conference in Canterbury concluded with a stage reading of two noble kinsmen, laced with comic interpolations from a Midsummer Night's Dream to push the action along. In other words, if we have to put up with the unhelpful influence of the cult of Shakespeare's genius, genius though he was, we might as well do as Fletcher did, and make the most of it. There's a worse fate for a 17th century playwright than hanging on to Shakespeare's coattails. From the verses entitled Upon an Honest Man's Fortune that were printed at the end of the play so called. You that can look through heaven and tell the stars, observe their kind conjunctions and their wars, find out new lights and give them where you please, to those men honours, pleasures, to those ease. You that are God's surveyors, and can show how far and when, and why the wind doth blow, know all the charges of the dreadful thunder, and when it will shoot over, or fall under. Tell me, by all your art I conjure ye, yes, and by truth, what shall become of me? Find out my star, if each one, as you say, have his peculiar angel and his way. Observe my fate. Next fall into your dreams. Sweep clean your houses and new line your seams. Then say your worst. Or have I none at all? Or is it burnt out lately, or did fall? Or am I poor, not able, no full flame, my star, like me, unworthy of a name? Is it your art can only work on those that deal with dangers, dignities, and clothes, with love or new opinions, you all lie. A fishwife hath a fate, and so have I. Man is his own star, and the soul that can render an honest and a perfect man commands all light, all influence, all fate. Nothing to him falls early or too late. Our acts... Our angels are, or good or ill, our fatal shadows that walk by us still. O man, thou image of thy maker's good, what canst thou fear when breathed into thy blood his spirit is that built thee? What dull sense makes thee suspect in need that providence, who made the morning and who placed the light guide to thy labours, who called up the night and bid her fall upon thee like sweet showers in hollow murmurs to lock up thy powers, who gave thee knowledge, who so trusted thee, to let thee grow so near himself the tree. Must he then be distrusted? Shall his frame discourse with him why thus and thus I am? He made the angels thine, thy fellows all, nay, even thy servants, when devotions call. O oh, canst thou be so stupid then, so dim, to seek a saving influence, and lose him? Can stars protect thee, or can poverty, 
which is the light to heaven, put out his eye. He is my star. In him all truth I find, all influence, all fate. And when my mind is furnished with his fullness, my poor story shall outlive all their age and all their glory. The hand of danger cannot fall amiss when I know what and in whose power it is. Nor want the curse of man shall make me groan. A holy hermit is a mind alone. Doth not experience teach us all we can to work ourselves into a glorious man? Affliction when I know it is but this, a deep allay whereby man tougher is to bear the hammer. And, the deeper still, we still arise more image of his will. Sickness and humorous cloud twixt us and light, and death, at longest, but another night. Man is his own star, and that soul that can be honest is the only perfect man. This week's TLS asks if it's time for a print revolution, looks back to the problems and prosperity of medieval Rome, considers the paradox of German power, and much more. To find out more about the TLS and to read a free selection of pieces from this week's issue, go to our website, the-tls.co.uk. You can read the TLS in full every week in print or via our app, which is available on iTunes and in the Amazon App Store. The TLS, life in every word. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.